The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Big day for us here, man. We just launched our website. I mean, I feel like we're an official uh, company now, and this is a, a, a really nice thing, man. Go check out DangerousWorldStore.com for anyone that wants to support the podcast for the trial run of the website. These shirts are going to be $20. We're always going to offer free shipping in the United States, including Hawaii and Alaska. Um, but I just wanted to get that out of the way, man, because I am stoked about the website. Go check it out again, dangerousworldstore.com. Super, super fun, uh, putting that together. I, I I'd say it's, uh, you know, uh, elite to Rothschild type website. I mean, it's very professional. Uh, whoever made it clearly has a huge cock. I'm not sure who did it. Um, but I mean, you know, someone, someone has their shit together there. Uh, we had a great episode here with Lala Beams. She's got her own podcast by that title, Lala Beams, uh, Beams with a Z. And, um, you know, you can follow her on Instagram at the same title again, Lala Beams. And uh, just a really cool chick, man. Super down to earth, super easy to talk to. This sounds like one of those uh, sort of bar conversations that you overhear from a couple of like drunk degenerates, uh, you know, taking a, a page out of Black Pill Radio's book there. But what do you think? How'd you feel about the whole episode, man? Dude, it's weird after recording this episode, just thinking about the fact that as much of a tragedy as it was, people are like still celebrating it today. You know, they have like parties because it's so romanticized. Uh, this, this, the, the, the entire story yeah. of the, of, of the Titanic is, I mean, creepy at certain levels at, at another level, just, just devastating. And, uh, it's weird. Like I can't imagine having like a Pearl Harbor themed you know, celebration, <laughs> and I think our nine eleven themed celebration, even in a hundred, even a hundred years from now. Uh, so this this inversion effect that uh, that you guys think that the elites are up to, uh, uh, it's it's very very obvious in this one. But yes, Lala is Lala is awesome to talk to. Um, I know you guys got a chance to talk a little bit after that. We know her from a little bit from the uh, Idiocalypse uh, podcast as well with the swap casts that we've done there. Uh, with she's just starting up her podcasting uh, career, uh, her solo projects, and uh, and she's got a a great future. It was a great great opportunity to talk with her. 
Yeah, I'm not. I, I think that where we met her was with Alex Stein. I don't think it had anything to do with Idiocalypse, but I might, I might be fucking up there. But I'm not sure where uh, we met Lala. All I know is that I recognized her face uh, when we started talking, and we just had like just one of those old school conversations that you would have with friends. Man, it felt like I've known her forever. So, uh, thank you to Lala um, for for joining in on that episode. You can also hear the same exact episode on her feed at Lala Beams. And um, I mean, just enjoy, guys. We talk about the Titanic. Uh, we start off kind of going back and forth about our, uh, I guess, spiritual or religious connections to the world and why it makes us think and feel the way that we do on a day-to-day basis. Um, then we get into the Titanic a little bit. J.P. Morgan, spoiler alert, has a lot to do with what was going on with the Titanic. Um, you got uh, John Jacob Astor uh Ida Strauss or Ida Strauss however the fuck you pronounce it uh Guggenheim and then we start talking about the Fed a little bit because this is the whole conspiracy is that the Titanic sank to get rid of a lot of the uh, Fed critics and then uh we sort of start just rambling at the end but it's a great conversation because we talk about current events we talk about all kinds of things it's a long episode uh patreon content will be coming out for this one we have a great episode with uh chaz of the dead it's a follow-up on his uh very interesting b and ufo connection so for uh patrons only you'll be getting that uh that great episode it's about an hour and a half conversation for that as well again only three dollars if you want to go to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast great great content on there we put our best foot forward there and um, I mean, again, just check out dangerousworldstore.com and uh, get the shirts while they're 20 bucks, because once we figure the website out 100 percent, they're going up to twenty six dollars. You know what I mean? This is your one chance. It's going to be, be about a week that you can buy the shirts for 20 dollars, guys. So uh, thank you all for your support. And uh, thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for leaving those five star reviews on Apple and just enjoy the show with Lala Beams. So doing my research, it just seems like there's so many different sides to why this could have happened or how it could have happened. There's uh, a lot of theories on how it sank. Um, There's a lot of theories involving like, was it the Titanic at all? Uh, It sounded very familiar to the playbook of 9-11 in the insurance scam side of it. But that's like the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Ha ha. okay well but you know so i was i was actually curious i wanted to ask you something uh more specific to you uh where did you come up with this name la la beams because when i hear beams i think of like aliens beaming up or beaming someone up is that am i close there well so the way my account originated was literally so i could talk shit to people um okay. <laughs> I respect you, that. Like that, had, that makes sense that, make, that makes sense why you get along with Alex then yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like an anonymous account to like go on and like talk shit to people um and basically it started as Lala Bean with like a bunch of random numbers after it and then when I started like making the memes I was like that's kind of stupid so I just changed <laughs> it to beams and I was like okay that's like a beam of light you know, like it could be what you said. It just sounds cooler. And then yeah. I had like the alien vibe and I was just like, it, it kind of chose me is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I like it a lot because, you know, too, uh, with this day and age of game that could be taken 
Mexican is like racist. Well, I'm, you know I, mean? I am brown, so I could get away with it. <laughs> exactly. But if you're not showing your face, I mean, this is this is very risky, right? Um, but no, I love the name. I, I just as soon as I heard, it, I was like, oh, this chick's going to be cool. So thank you. Um, and then you wanted to get into this entire topic of the Titanic. Uh, and what what drew you to just conspiracies in general? That's always something I'm really interested in. Sure. So I've always like I don't remember a time that I wasn't into conspiracy. always just liked stuff that most people thought was like weird or whatever. Like I just said on my last episode, when I used to like get drunk with my friends, the topic would always end at like metaphysical topics. And like, Mm. especially with religious people, because I like to debate and that's like one of the highly, the most highly charged topics. Um, So I would like seek it out. So again, it chose me this, this life chose me, (laughs) but this specific topic because I was looking through your podcast episodes and I was like holy shit like they've done a lot a lot like you've done everything so I was like okay what can we do I said the Philadelphia experiment to you you're like oh done that one um and I was like oh I've been really wanting to get into this Titanic and I love podcasting in general because each week or whatever you pick a topic and it's just like you have to dive in and really like find everything you can on it and I thought this was a good one it's an interesting little exercise to see how much information you can kind of cram in a short amount of time if you're not right? familiar with it already. But what were you going to say, Brandon? I was just going to say, yeah, it's definitely a, a good uh, editing exercise. Lala, um, we have some portion of our listenership who is also interested in, in religion. And as you may know, I'm drawn to that topic as well. It's kind of what, what got me into. That's the only reason I'm not a Luddite is is so that I can comment on uh, on IG and, and Facebook posts about religion. Um, can I ask just for uh, because I always like to know uh, the way that people think about things. And that always goes through pre-established tunnels of thoughts that we've burrowed for ourselves. Where do you find yourself these days religiously? If, if you could put a, a title or two to it. Right. I don't mesh with like organized religion, although, you know, respectfully, if someone else does, that's their journey. That's their life. I think that the relationship with our creator, with the divine, with God, that is a very personal thing. And um, I don't think you need a church or a pastor deciphering what that should be. Definitely. I mean, I agree with you. So it it seems like you're in a way you're kind of agnostic. Do you like even labeling yourself as that? Or is that too much of a label? No. Yeah. I don't label myself. Good. Um, Well, Hey, you know, you're a Ronin, like Sam Tripoli says, I like it. I like it a lot, (laughs) but you know what? So like with the Titanic, I mean, I I find this topic really interesting because I hold on a second. I want to know your guy's religion now. Oh, sure. Sure. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty strong uh, uh, atheist, Lala. I'm uh, I'll go a, a bit farther and say I'm an right. anti-theist, someone who thinks that um, that the world would be a better place without theistic forces. Uh, a lot of the same concerns that you guys are um, concerned with in your theories about the elites having power, I I, I share that concern. Um, I think the difference for me is that the theistic arguments because they can't be argued against in a whole bunch of incident uh in a whole bunch of cases those are the most dangerous ones because it sucks when there's just like it's it's culturally taboo to talk about why god might not be on america's side like there that's 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 an issue that can ruffle some feathers even in some basic even some in the uh 
the group of nuns, which is a, a rapidly growing uh, demographic, nuns, N-O-N-E-S, obviously, people who just don't ascribe <laughs> to any particular religion, don't go to or, or belong to any church. Um, I do find uh, state uh, the the state to be a good stand in for uh, for religion, and that uh, uh, is is the basis of a, a whole bunch of uh, arguments that Ryan and I have here on the Dangerous World podcast. <laughs> so, now hey, you know I love how Lala's saying that she doesn't like to get in between anyone in the religion and starts laughing at you, Brandon, when I you know. say you're atheist. Dude, I love dude, that. You know, you know, even <laughs> I'm today, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, I mean, even exactly today, my bad. Like people say that. Like an atheist is the last person that they will vote for as president. You have sure. to claim you have to claim some kind of belief in bullshit. I, that's what I'll say uh, to to get into that office. So there's a whole bunch of crazy ideas floating around in in the brains of people who are in those top offices, not just in the governmental ones. Um, I'm just focused a little bit on on rooting out the religious ones and am skeptical in the same ways about the the bourgeoisie in general. So I that's that's where I empathize with with there. But Ryan. Have you moved from agnosticism, man? I mean, it's a comfortable place to be. I know what you mean, but yeah. where, where are you finding no, yourself? And, you know, and, and I even find trouble just labeling myself as anything, but that's just the one that I can identify with. I, I find it kind of annoying when you have people, um, a lot of them in California, you know, the, these really hyper-liberal places that say, like, the universe is going to guide me to whatever I need to do. And that's fine. You know, if people like doing that, that's great. Whatever makes you happy. Um, but it, it can get kind of annoying. You know, I have some crystals in my home that I bought recently and they're fun, you know, some, some cool stuff like that. But when people start saying like, oh, uh, Mercury's in retrograde today, it's, it's going to be a rough day. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. It's just to me, it's like, ah, man, like why, why can't we just uh, kind of go through life and just, you know, like respect that we don't know everything. We're not going to know really anything until we die as far as like what's on the other side. That's um, what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. As an atheist, what do you think happens when you die? The same thing as Blackness. Lutheran Christians. I think you're dead. As Bill Burp said, just dead like a fucking pigeon. Just just hanging there. Uh, the the <laughs> life and, and being is a state uh, of the brain. Um, we're lucky because we got some pretty big ones up in here, uh, up here in our frontal lobes. But aside from that, I don't see any kind of... Any kind of, I don't believe in the spirit. I don't believe in the soul. Anything like that. Um, that's you know, just just out out outside of the realm of reality to me. I enjoy talking about it, and in, uh, and did uh, grow up a, a, a very very strong Protestant Christian. I know the Bi mm -hmm. as most atheists as as most atheists do. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, I I know the Bible quite well. Uh, actually, just got finished reading it all over again with my Christian girlfriend. Um, and to be honest, I think, <laughs> I think that according to first Peter three sixteen, I mean, I, I'm just going along my path, trying to defend my beliefs. And I sh think I should be as any Christian should as well be ready to be called to those beliefs. So if God's really all that kind of a, a good guy, he'll, he'll know where my heart was. I'm not too, not too afraid of it, to be honest, but nothing, nothing, nothing happens to you after you die, I think. And which is the worst part about those nine 11 bombers. Uh, they just, they just don't get to know that they're wrong. They're just fucking dead. Just gone. You know, <laughs> sure. to me, there's like, if you, if you take it, if you believe, you know, any of like Nikola Tesla's uh, works and, um, the way the universe is in energies, frequencies, vibrations to me. Um, and if you think about like sacred geometry, um, Fibonacci sequence, that's proof to me that God exists. No, I don't think God is a 
judgmental man in the sky who is going to uh, punish me in hell for eternity for fornicating or something like that. <laughs> yeah, or not believing in doesn't it. care right. what you're doing with whatever. Doesn't care about what you're doing with your clothes off. Uh, that, that, that that's not too <laughs> radical of an idea for a god, a universe creating god. I agree with you there, Lala. Yeah, but um, well, we get we got a little off topic. So um, now that we all know what we believe about God and our non gods and all of that, yeah. Yeah, we sized um, each other up. <laughs> Like what are we dealing with here? Well, it's a it's okay. a it's a good it's a good template though, honestly, because you know I will as a spoiler alert. I'll, I'll just chalk this entire Titanic episode up to uh, I, I I did research obviously as I told you guys before the recording into the conspiracy theories, but I'll chalk this whole thing up to just malpractice, just people being dumb because I think a lot of the times it's better to ascribe uh, ignorance or stupidity where um, you could. If you, sorry, I think it's a bad idea to ascribe malevolence. So bad, uh, bad plans, you know, people in, in dark, smoky rooms, twisting their mustaches um, as they talk about how they're going to kill thousands of people. It's, it's not as good to ascribe the reason for something happening with that as it is just malfeasance, just people being dumb. There's a couple parts of the Titanic uh, episode that I hope will, will get into that, that demonstrate that, the, that the most, but Ryan, what's, we haven't talked about what we were researching. What's the thing that like jumps out to you the most that says like, uh, yeah, semi nine 11 ish, you know? Well, so like a false flag is what you're saying. I don't know if it's, uh, if you can really compare it too much to nine 11, but the, the same way that you're compare or that you're saying that you would chalk it up to malpractice or stupidity or whatever. I chalk it up to the money, just like all of the other conspiracies, yeah. the major conspiracies out there. They all like you got to follow the money. And uh, JP Morgan, who owned the white line, uh, or what is it, white line, or white, whatever, star line, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into all this stuff. But JP Morgan, as far as the creation of the Fed goes, there's some very interesting dates as far as when the construction started, when the Fed started, when he died. Um, and and the three people on there, the the richest people on the Titanic or the Olympic, whatever you know angle we're going to take here, they are all rumored to be staunch critics of a central bank. And uh, you know, I, I saw on like Reddit feeds and things like this, like, oh, how could they be against the the creation of the Fed because it wasn't even proposed yet? And blah blah blah. It's like, dude, you don't think that these people just came up with the Fed in a year? You know what I mean? This is a, a pretty old idea as far as the central bank and, and controlling the money supply. Um, whether they were against the privatization of the Fed or they just simply were against it because it would have damaged their personal wealth, I think it has something to do with money. And I, I do lend a lot of credence to the theory that JP Morgan wanted to get these powerful players out of the way. But what do you think, Wella? Well, there was a couple people on the boat um, that uh, Benjamin Guggenheim, Isidore Strauss, and John Astor, they uh, were very vocal critics of uh, the Fed. And this was the idea, like you said, they were bouncing it around. Um, they said there was inherent dangers, one of them, being that it could undermine their personal fortune. Um, and so they were invited on the Titanic, this luxurious boat that could not be sank first class, come on in. And then 
at the last minute, JP Morgan and about 50 other families are just like, I'm sick or I don't feel like coming or they made other plans. I mean, dude, that's fucking fishy. And as far as like the insurance scam part of 9-11, it's like, for me, it's like 9-11 wasn't about the insurance, but it's like, why not fucking like make a shit ton of money on uh crime against humanity like at the same fucking time they don't these people don't care um and then but like i was saying earlier there's so many different sides to it because then there was the olympic who uh, apparently had already came into a collision with another boat so um like was it two birds with one stone for me the motive was most definitely to get rid of the people opposing the fed Interesting. So money was just kind of a, a, like you said, like a two birds of one stone, but the primary objective was getting rid of these obstacles in particular, Guggenheim, Strauss and, um, and Aster is, is what you think. That's interesting. I mean, that's very valid, Um, but I mean, like you brought up a few things there. Sorry, you you brought up a few things there as far as the insurance scam goes with nine 11, since we keep tying this back to nine 11, there's the rumors that this was like an asbestos ridden building and uh, lucky Larry wanted to get rid of of the the building because it was going to cost billions of dollars to actually properly fix the whole thing and why not collect a fat uh like seven billion dollar insurance payout with that and then the same deal with uh with jp morgan and the olympic he had the insurance policy on the olympic he wasn't able to uh get the same type of policy on the titanic ship and then you start seeing that there's like different amounts of portholes on the Olympic and the Titanic. I think the Titanic had 14 and the Olympic had 16. And then when when they see the Titanic taking off, there's clearly 16 portholes according to people that were around and people that took pictures and things like that. So that to me is is freaking yeah. weird. You know what I mean? Like you can get into all the, you know, crazier things, but there's just like there's photographic evidence that this ship is not exactly what it seems. The, the the skeptic will always rush to say you don't have evidence you only have motive for whatever conspiracy theory is being proposed but like you like you guys both mentioned that killing two birds with one stone idea was really really like uh, a little bit a little bit shaking to me as i was researching this because you have jp morgan who again owns the the uh the insurance policy on the olympia and the titanic is looking to kill the people who would uh stand in his way financially in the future and w- when you just look at one of them you're you're kind of questioning like well why would he have to kill that many people why would he be willing to go through with killing that many people um for that amount of money which isn't too much i believe the titanic was commissioned for uh just under 200 uh 200 million dollars in today's dollars um, I even I I mean I, I might be wrong here, but I think that that is a pretty fucking low price for J.P. Morgan types even back then. Yeah. That's in today's dollars, remember. But when you have them mixed together, you get you get rid of the competition and you get the money to pay for the thing that you just sank. And these captains of industries are pretty even the liberal especially the liberals will be the first to jump and say these captains of, of industries the the bourgeoisie don't give a shit about the proletariat the majority of people who were on those ships as we all know the the the, the people who were uh the richest got got first in line to those those lifeboats 
um, were the least likely to die. Although people like Aster died, um, you know, when you get into Aster stuff too, you know, Aster is a is an opium like magnet, right? That's 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 one of the things he's that's that's powering him. In there, you get a whole bunch of collusion between the up and coming, not even connected yet to the U.S. China, and then uh, the birth of um, what is it? The uh, medical industrial complex uh, with mm-hmm. the uh, the proliferation of petroleum type medications petroleum based uh, medications and opium you tie those together man you gotta and again with the fact that this 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 modus operandi this motive to do this would be so high for jp morgan something like that that kind of screams in the face even of a even of a, of a skeptic here well dude jp morgan was a rockefeller right and then the rockefellers were the ones that were the major oil manufacturers at that time so like you mentioned, the medical, the kickoff of the medical industrial complex around this time, it just all ties together too well. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think that it could be just as simple as just wanting to kind of make a, a historical event go down. You know what I mean? I think that there's definitely a ritualistic component to this whole thing, especially when we get into the dates and things like that, that everything started. Um, why, why wouldn't JP Morgan just want to, uh, you know, for his family to kind of know that you know, this, this epic event that happened, you know, one of the best selling movies of all time was made after it. Um, you know, a, a, an epic event to really kind of kill some enemies. It's, it's kind of like, uh, depending on what side you're on with the Rockefeller family, it's, it's like a, a hero's tale. You know what I mean? Right. And I could just like see and visualize and hear them like in whatever venue that they would be like some high class you know, country club or something, yeah. just laughing, like rubbing their hands together, like, ha ha ha. Oh, this is the way, like, we're going to get that fed in there. And it's just like, like you said, it's just so perfect. Um, you know, you're like the skeptic. I'm like on the complete other side. Like, I'm like, how crazy can this conspiracy get? So I just want to say along my research, some of the more <laughs> outlandish ones, there was like a lot of uh, talk about how the ship went down. Like, was it an iceberg? Mm-hmm. Um, first off, there was um, a second off light troller who said the iceberg was visible from up to two miles away. So if you have this captain, which has the stopping power, it could stop to a full stop within 850 yards. Even if it was an iceberg, that seems intentional. And um, apparently the captain, um, he had like Jesuit ties and that he literally sacrificed himself um, in the same way. I think it was Captain Edward Smith that he dedicated himself to the Jesuit order for for a suicide attack. But some of the more outlandish ones that I read, um, the (laughs) torpedo from a German submarine where survivors actually said they heard explosions. Um, There was a presence of a cursed ancient Egyptian um, called like... uh, was the unlucky unlucky pharaoh right and it actually has yeah yeah they, actually has exactly. like name, names associated with it that people uh, uh, you know fans of the mummy would remember like amun ra i think it was amun ra yeah yeah um and so these were some of the other ones but then there was also the ss california so the ss california was known even by people who know the official story um they were the boat that was out there stopped and saw the emergency flares and did nothing about it so this was during a time where like coal was like super expensive so a boat wouldn't just be sitting out there wait like because turning on a boat used a lot of the coal 
Um, and it was just sitting out there. It had 3000 wool sweaters, 3000 wool blankets, and that's it. So what were they transporting? And were they really transporting the blankets and the sweaters? <laughs> they had everyone on board, making sure that they were awake and on the ready. And um, they literally saw the boat, you know, sinking and capsizing and did absolutely nothing about it. So there was also theories that saying that they um, were involved in actually helping it sink. You said so much there. Uh, first of all, I want to touch off on this mummy thing. The <laughs> mummy story is crazy. I mean, if you really think about it, because there's no records of a mummy being on board, um, which I find that <laughs> funny in the first place, because it's like, how are they going to make a record? It's like, yeah, I'm going to take this mummy with me. It's an ancient artifact. I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> kind of just bring this over here. Um, but the idea is that it was a haunted thing. So when they when they pull this mummy out of the ground, people start dying all around this thing. And it was in a museum. Someone took a picture of this coffin. And when this individual took a picture of the coffin in this British museum, when he got the pictures developed, what, what he saw in the picture was so scary that he killed himself. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of shit that, that this curse of this Amun-Ra thing. Um, and it just is following all of the people that are around it. And so I find that kind of interesting. And then did you guys also see the whole idea of the, uh, the number of the boat, which was, uh, three, nine, what was it? Uh, it was four, zero, three. What the fuck is it here? Hold on one second. Yeah. So four, I'm sorry, three, nine, zero, nine, zero, four. And if you flip that backwards, you get it to, to where it says no Pope. So that was another thing that was kind of like tripping people out. And like the, the only part that doesn't really make sense is how the uh, four is an N backwards. But I mean, if you see it backwards, you clearly see Pope and you see no. Um, right. That is pretty interesting. Did you see that, Lala? That's kind of crazy. Well, mm-hmm. um, can, can but I, then, uh, I mean, what else were you getting into uh, right, I, right before you said the mummy thing? Do you remember? Can I, can I ask a little bit more about uh, the, the mummy, guys? Can we confirm, <clears throat> has everyone seen the same information that I have here, that it was not actually a mummy, that it was the front-facing piece of a huh. coffin? Is that is that? I only saw surface information about that. Um, that, you know, I was thinking, I did not really expect there to be this much when I started digging, like, and then there was just more and then more and then another layer and then another layer. Um, so no, I didn't see the details of exactly what it was, but I did. Another thing that happened curiously was the JP Morgan, uh, or JP Morgan. He specifically asked them to take these priceless bronze statues 12 hours before they set sail, he asked them to remove them from the boat. Why would you do that? Unless you knew that something was going to happen. Sure. Well, no, I mean, it, he, so, he, he, al- he also, he also had a stateroom, which I understand was pretty lavishly decorated. And actually it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing that they note in, in the history books. They say that things like sulfur baths had been prepared for this guy. Now, sulfur is just a thing that you get in the, um, in hike hot springs but back then you know it was much more of a uh, of a of a super bougie thing to be able to do to get sulfur baths and i always <laughs> find that whenever sulfur comes into it because that's the, supposed to be the, the chemical the smell of the devil you know and, and this this right. amalgamation of, of of mummies and uh and high ass money which you know money is the devil's uh, plaything, along with uh, idle hands of course um I, I love that i love that culmination there 
Yeah. So there was that. Uh, I remember what what I was trying to say, Lala. Where the uh, as far as the California ship, that was very interesting because the two days before the Titanic or the Olympics sank, uh, there was the radio was down. The the radio for the boat was down. And the there was a separate, it was a third-party radio company that was coming in to work for whatever ship it was. And uh, they were basically working for tips. They didn't really follow the orders from the, the crew, the ship crew. And after the uh, communications were back up live, they were basically just kind of hustling to get all of the message that the high tipping people were trying to get, you know, to and from their friends or whatever. And the captain of the USS California or whatever, what was it? The USS California, they were, he was so annoyed with how many messages were coming in that he turned off his radio and also the audio, even having the radio turned off, he turned everything off so he couldn't hear a thing and he slept fully clothed. He didn't, he didn't even pay attention to anything going on. So the SOS signs coming out from the Titanic ship just fell on deaf ears. And that's kind of interesting that it's like all these pieces are falling in place for this thing to just have a disastrous that, ending. That, that kind of radio comms is is uh, is common too. There, I think I know that there are confirmed reports of that same kind of thing happening on the Titanic as well, where I think this the quote was like, uh, in response to a whole bunch of people telling the Titanic, yo, you're going into iceberg country. I think the quote was, shut up, I'm doing blank and blank work. I, I, I can't remember what, what kind of job he was doing on the boat, but he was like, shut up, you people who are trying to tell me to be safe. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to steer into this iceberg, motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, and the captain of the Titanic, that Smith guy, he was a very decorated uh, captain, but also infamous with uh, having just poor uh, shipkeeping. He was he very sloppy, he uh you know there was no red flares on the titanic only white flares and white flares signify a party and red flares signify distress so if you're shooting a white flare into the air trying to call for help other boats in the area they're just going to be like oh they're raging over there you know what i mean they're not going to see it as like a distress call um so again just another thing in a long line of uh you know just i guess misfortunate uh, sort of events um, but what I wanted to get into real quick was these dates that I find really fascinating. This was my favorite part of the whole thing that I was getting into. Um, so the construction of the Titanic was on March 31st, 1909. Okay. Um, now, Jekyll Island, the Jekyll Island meeting was a year and a half later or so, November 20th, 1910. And the, the main thing to remember here is March 31st. Okay. Um, the fitting for the titanic was complete exactly three years later to the date of its initial construction march 31st to uh 1912 okay so again you get three years to the date right three is a very significant ritualistic number and then the craziest shit right here is that jp morgan died on again march 31st 1913 so he dies the same day that his biggest boat was ever constructed and completed just a couple of years later, but on the same day. Well, and and put put into context a little bit, Ryan, that that meeting on Jekyll Island. From what I understand, it's oh, yeah, the yeah. it's the supposed. I don't know if it's confirmed, but meeting between like big ass uh, uh, money money powers 
on this Jekyll Island. I can't actually. I'll look it up where it, where it is specifically in the globe. But off the uh, coast of Georgia. Off the coast of Georgia. Okay, so this is this is to initially pro- uh, allegedly is to initially propose the idea of a centralized bank. Am I correct? You're absolutely right, dude. So, like, the whole thing is too, and that's the that's the whole point with the the death of J.P. Morgan in 1913. The Fed was created the same year. In December, Woodrow Wilson signed it into law two days before Christmas when Congress wasn't around to object to it. Um, and they they likely would have. There was a lot of people that were against the creation of the Fed, um, whether they be rich or, or just middle class or just sticking up for their constituents. A lot of people did not want a centralized bank that was privatized, too, at that. Um, but, yeah, Jekyll Island, it's, uh, you know, we, we covered it pretty extensively in our Federal Reserve episode where, um, it was these rich people. Uh, Aldrich was one of the guys leading it. Um, but JP Morgan did kind of set the whole meeting into motion. This Jekyll Island resort was a, you know, extremely exclusive club. They kind of acted like they were just going out there to hunt, having sort of like a, uh, Saturdays for the boys type weekend. You know what I mean? Just like chilling out there and just doing their own thing. But, um, supposedly like these people were working the hardest that they'd ever worked in their lives over this, uh, you know, week long period or so where they created the idea for the fed. And then they, you know, proposed it, uh, to Woodrow Wilson and it got signed into law. Um, but yeah, I mean, very, very interesting. Just, especially when you take the dates, I mean, what are the odds that this dude, JP Morgan, starts this huge fucking ship and then it's completed exactly three three years later to the day and then he dies one year later you know what i mean like there's that's not a coincidence you know what i mean that's why i think that you get the three significant dates three years from construction to to finish and then um you know the the fed starting the same year i mean it's it's just fucking crazy to me Lala, can I can I ask? Uh, we we Ryan and I have talked about this particular issue. I uh, always get a little bit queasy because I'm the SJW here. I'm the liberal uh, who's concerned oh about feelings. I wonder um, how <laughs> how how tight the 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 grips on our minds are in your perspective when we talk about uh, questioning the motives of uh, very very powerful and rich Jewish people. Uh, I don't know if you think I, because I, 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 my loose understanding of the way the conspiracy theorists tie anti-Semitism back around itself to where they're not concerned about it at all, which is might might be the case here. It's just that the the liberal elite, the deep state, has conjured this concern of anti-Semitism in the populace, in the mass populace's mind, and we actually shouldn't be concerned about it because we're in a much more equal uh, 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 playing field. Uh, economically across the globe, no matter what uh, religion or, or, or creed or I suppose uh, ethnicity you are. Um, but when people start question, like if, if people were to listen to this episode and say, man, they're sure, sure as hell questioning a lot of, a lot of rich Jewish people. Doesn't that sound often <laughs> off, awfully hit Hitlerish? Um, what, what is, what is your, what we talked about the, 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 uh, you know, the, the tunnels of, of thought that we have made before we came to this conversation. So when I say that, when a liberal says that, what goes through your mind as a retort? Uh, well, the closest thing to Hitlerish that comes to my mind is the vaccine passports that are happening right now. Oh um, the Jewish disease that they said during World War II, which they needed the Jewish stars for, um, is exactly what we're happening right now, except it's the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated um, but as far as questioning 
any any race, any religion, any the the more that they push back on you questioning, the more that you should. Um, and I think that the separation is so manufactured. I think that on a personal level, regardless if you're liberal, conservative, or apolitical, um, inherently as human beings, we care about humanity. Of course, there's psychopaths who want to kill people. Of course, there's racists who hate whatever. Um, of course, of course, there's anti semitic people and white supremacists and shit like that. I think it's such a smaller percentage than what they try to make it seem. And I think that the separation is manufactured and hearing about this and reading about this event that occurred in 1912. I mean, this is over a hundred years ago and to see that they potentially created this disaster in order to push an agenda that had to do with money is all it has done is just further solidify all of my current thoughts on what's happening now. I mean, a hundred years later, think about the technology they have. Think about um, what they could possibly be wanting to push and why. And it's just like, how long have they been doing this shit? When was the first occurrence, if not a hundred plus years ago? And uh, you, you mentioned like being able to imagine people in a dark smoky well, I, I think i'll use this, these terminologies but in a dark smoky room tw- uh, you know twirling their mustaches as i said either that to me sounds like evil people does the concept of evil to because evil is a great explainer for a great number of atrocities that have happened throughout history does the concept of evil exist to you like is it is it a thing that you watch you think we are we should spend a lot of effort making sure that we go don't go towards or into evil, however you want to frame it. Well, and then what what uh, Jewish people are we talking about here, Brandon? Because really, just the Rothschilds were you know just to kind of go back, but the Rothschilds are the only Jewish ones here. The the uh, Rockefellers were uh, Christian, so I mean, there's not a it's not a it's not just painting a, a broad brush over powerful Jewish people. Um, so who else were you referring to here that was Jewish? Well, no, no, there's there's just a a, a long train. I mean, if we go down uh, down those twelve families, and what I think I think there's a number of connections that like yeah, have been proposed between the Obamas and and Jewish families, or the Dutch India uh, East India Trading Company and Jewish yeah. families. Some of them are true. Some of them are true, and this is the this is the tricky place between um, between anti-Semitism and just recognizing the fact that a whole bunch of uh, that, that Jewish people that some very select few of Jewish people have done very, very well in America and in transatlantic trade. I'm not accusing anything. I'm really am curious of the way that you guys think about gotcha. it, but that, that goes. So I'm not accusing you, uh, any, anyone of uh, getting I think anywhere you're close. Lala anti-Semitic is what no, it sounds no, like. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> accusing anyone of getting anywhere close to calling Jews evil because I've seen that. I've seen that myself. You know, you can just go to the Christians for that. But, yeah. um, what, what do you think, though, that evil is a is a concept like I, for me, good and evil are these terrible terms that have been uh, applied to, to 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 things and people uh, events and people throughout history is is evil, something that you're concerned with, Lala? Uh, I don't know what you mean by concern. Um, like, uh, I about, think that how about how in- about this? The people that would have gotten together to plan this kind of tragedy. Uh, the Titanic, uh, right. were they 
sucking off of some evil, evil teat in order to do their jobs. You know, like are they, are they having to, 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 to pray to the, the, the demon god Ra or, or do some kind of a ritualistic thing so as to get spiritually close enough to these people, to, to, to these deities, these anti-deities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, like in the same way that I don't believe in, you know, other, like on the good side of religion, I don't believe in the bad side of religion either. So I don't believe in Satan or like a devil. Um, does that mean that people do not worship Satan or devil the same way they worship Jesus yeah. or other? Um, but do, does good and evil exist in our world, regardless of like what their thoughts? Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's all based on your perception. So um, you made a good point, Ryan, like imagine them sitting there when they're discussing it, like to them, do you think that they think that they're evil? They're just doing what's good for them. What's pushing their family and their agendas forward. So we live in like, we live in a dualistic age right now. Everything is good and evil. Um, but the bottom line is everything just is what it is, you know? Yeah. So when you, when you, when you don't have a religion that is pushing you to, you know, say, Satan is, or the devil is testing us or anything like that. Like, like my opinion on the Bible is right now, there's a lot of truth in it. The collective conscious pushes it into it. Um, but it's also predictive programming because it's been controlled by the elite for so long. So like revelations and stuff like that, the mark of the beast, that's predictive programming. Like, I don't think the Bible is absent of that. Um, so I think I went a little off topic. No, no, that, I, 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 I intentionally dra- yeah I intentionally dragged you there Lala so thank you going uh, <laughs> going there willingly with me <laughs> uh, I, I want to clarify too because Michael Aquino is punching the air right now because Brandon just said the evil god Ra Ra is the sun god of Egypt Set is the one that you're talking about as far I'm, as the evil one I'm, so. I'm, I'm talking about from the from the Christian perspective here in which any god except for the desert god Yahweh sure, sure. is okay. the bad guy so you gotta, you gotta remember the predictive programming that's been stuffed in my mind from from birth dude yeah, I didn't want to offend Michael Aquino, the fucking uh, pedophile from the government that, you know, you know who Michael Aquino, you heard of Michael Aquino, Lala? No. Oh, he's, it, it's crazy. That's a, that's an episode for you right there. This guy is like, uh, he's, he founded the Temple of Set in San Francisco and uh, really weird mind control type stuff that he was doing. Like some kids were able to describe in a courtroom intricate details of his house without ever being there because they were there but they, there's no proof that they were there and uh you, you can look up this guy he's got like satan looking eyebrows he's a creepy dude but uh he would just be very offended by what brandon was saying right there so i just oh. want to clear that up <laughs> i know right ryan is the one who's actually concerned with feelings around here no guys before before i we, we drift <laughs> off too far from the the pharaoh which i know we left behind a little bit i want to ask about uh one one particular guy here because this kind of goes in with my concept of coincidence like isn't it a isn't it a crazy thing that this happened so the idea that this unlucky mummy uh the one that's related in some way to amun ra which again i believe is just the front lid to a sarcophagus um okay the the, the idea about it being unlucky was uh according to James Deem.com uh, in, in, in his article, which is pretty good about it. Um, it says the story uh, initiated early in this century by Douglas Murray and T.W. Stead. Um, these are two English writers 
who wrote about this 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 mummy sarcophagus and that TW Stead, it's really fucking weird, man. Just a few, uh, just a few years, or a few uh, decades earlier than that, um, eighteen eighty-six. Uh, he's a prominent um, this W, excuse me, W T Stead, uh, this prominent spiritualist and investigative journalist. He tells a story. He's got a little novella about a a protagonist sailor named Thompson getting on a boat sailing across the Atlantic. And, uh, and in that, on that boat, there's a shortage of, uh, of lifeboats and life preservers. It uh, inevitably hits, uh, I, I, you know, what? I can't actually attest to, because it was changed over the years, I can't attest to what it said that the boat hit in this novella, but the ocean liner sinks and the women and children in this story are given priority to those lifeboats. The richest people get off and guess what? Fucking... Uh, Stead was on the boat himself. He was on the Titanic himself and actually was one of the 1,500 people who died. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts, dude. And then when you look at, like, uh, were you talking about Morgan Robertson or were you talking about the other guy that was getting into the shit, too? Because the Morgan Robertson stuff is fascinating. The guy that wrote The uh, the Wreck of the Titan um, or Futility, but then they ended up changing the title, right? Um, but it's just crazy because this dude was found dead in 1915, poisoned by formaldehyde, not formaldehyde, um, like the, the the thing to preserve dead bodies or whatever, but uh, formaldehyde, which is uh, sort of a thing to combat like alcoholism. It's like to chill you out. Um, but this dude literally fucking dies. And he wrote the book, I think, 14 years before the Titanic sank about a ship called the Titan. I mean, there's a lot of parallels there. So uh, it's very interesting shit. Did you read? Did you check that stuff out, Lala? Yeah, that's that's um, exactly what I was going to bring up too when I brought up the predictive programming. Yeah. Um, was that book there? And I I heard you mention too, but I didn't see the other one. I saw the book that was by Robin Gardner, but which was just about the Titanic, the ship that never sank. He went into detail on the Olympic um, part of this. And then I saw The Wreck of the Titan by Morgan Robertson, which was written 14 years prior. Um, so I definitely think that plays in a part a, a part in it. Uh, what was the other book? The other book doesn't, I, I, I couldn't find a title. Um, let's see. I, I will look for it and, and post it in here, but I couldn't, couldn't quite find the title. Um, but like I said, a few years earlier than that. And it, the craziest thing about that, obviously, is that He's on the fucking Titanic and dies. <laughs> like, yeah. if if there's, it's almost like they missed. Oh yeah. It's almost like they missed this other guy. Was his, his name Ryan Robertson? It's almost like they they missed this guy and wanted to get the the guy who did the predictive programming just as like it looks like collateral damage, obviously, but just the guy who oh. wrote the book who put the idea in the people who killed right. the masses of people, you know. No, they didn't miss him, dude. They fucking killed him, this Morgan Robertson. And that's what's interesting is that you got J.P. Morgan and then Morgan Robertson. Morgan Robertson is the author of this book that, I mean, it's obvious to me, and I can't prove this, but it's just so obvious that I feel like J.P. Morgan felt called to, you know, read this dude's work. Robert Morgan, or, uh, Morgan Robertson was very... Uh, he was pretty prolific for his time. I mean, he was doing some pretty good works, but um, it's just very interesting. I think that you get the same names 
Um, and, and this, I feel like he was just kind of called, it, it just kind of adds to the ritualistic sort of uh, symbolism here I, as far as like the three, the right. same name. Um, it, to me, it's just crazy. I, I do think though that there's a strong possibility and I think the literary records show this that um, uh, Robertson had edited, he had amended his book after the Titanic had occurred. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think he did though. I think that he was forced to do that. You know what I mean? Because that this is why I think he died because he was prescribed the drugs he was taking, which again, they're to combat anxiety. So after the Titanic goes down, this thing named after the boat that he's writing about in his novella, the Titan, after this thing goes down, you know, that dude's having some crazy anxiety. And so he's <laughs> taking this medication, supposedly overdoses. What a perfect way to kill somebody or just get somebody out of the way because he could have came forward and wanted to say something. Well, that, that was another uh, interesting thing that you brought up too about like the women and the children. And of course the elite getting off the boat, yeah. um, the three Aster Guggenheim straws that I mentioned at the beginning, that, was another uh, interesting thing that there was something more nefarious going on between them because they would have been one of the first people to get off the boat seemingly, but maybe that they were killed in a different way. So, Oh, well, there's a lot of theory. There's a lot of people saying that they heard gunshots on the boat too. A lot of the survivors and the guy that you're talking about, this whole women and children thing, that's Herbert Leiterler that was saying women and children get off the boat first but guess who saved himself and guess who fucking lived Herbert Leiterler did because, and even though he's a dude, you know what I mean? He's telling all the women to get on and the, the pro he's responsible for at least 500 deaths because uh, there was, I, I think some of the boats were not completely full. So he was just kind of shipping people out because people weren't queued up to get on. And he was just shipping them out. He was like, go get out of here. And then he hops on the last one. He was, he was on in the movie. Was he? he must, that must have, I'm guessing because what you're describing, there's a scene in the movie just like that. Well, and it must have my, been. All of portrayed. my research here. Yeah. 100% of my research here is based off of the Titanic movie. So I don't, I didn't do any other research other than just the Titanic. <laughs> right. But, um, Ryan, but before we get too far off of it, that, that the book by, uh, was it W.T. Uh, Stead was called, interestingly enough, How the Mail Steamer Went Down in, mid, in the Mid Atlantic by a survivor just so you know just so, you know. Mm -hmm. so again on the on the very on the very fucking nose i will say what yeah. year was that published Eight, do you see? 1886 this is the one that i'm not accusing of being rewritten by 1912 because in this one there's some extra stories actually the the the, the boat actually doesn't go down by a um an iceberg in fact this one of the people gets onto the iceberg, brings a child with them, and then I think they fight a polar bear on the iceberg. There's a whole bunch of symbology <laughs> that could be in there uh, uh, for for sure, but it's just because of the similarity, and then again because of the fact that this guy was on the boat, dude. Interesting. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the people that um, were supposed to be on the boat. And then they just didn't, they, they canceled, you know, you got Milton Hershey goes on to start the, the Hershey empire. Um, there's a Vanderbilt that also cancels. Uh, he was told by a family member not to go because um, too much could go wrong on maiden voyage. Boy, they weren't wrong. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> and then you got, um, I mean, like a Baron Von Bethman, this guy tossed a coin a legend has it that he tossed a coin to decide if he wanted to go or not already paid for the ticket 
uh just just happened to likely uh, story yeah i know that's the thing i mean like these fucking people they they don't come up with the best things there was one guy that said that he was seasick because he had traveled from france uh the week before so he was still seasick this is james martin gray um but these are all people that go on to start empires you know what i mean and with as far as jp morgan goes uh, he's so tied in with this whole thing um there's a lot of these people that died, you know, Guggenheim, Strauss, and Astor, they were all friends of Nikola Tesla. And JP Morgan was a big friend of Tesla. He actually started his, uh, or he funded a lot of the beginnings of his research and then pulled out of the funding when he found out that Tesla had no plans to charge people. He had like a, essentially a free energy platform and this is when he picks up this fucking asshole thomas edison who just worked at, didn't he work at like a patent office and just stole all kinds of ideas from people and then this is how he came up with the the uh direct current fucking you know what i mean like it's just the it, light bulb <laughs> yeah it's just it's so it's so much of a like a comic book villain type of a character is this JP Morgan. I bank with Chase too. I mean, like I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> even say that because it's just like the worst. It's the worst thing. But I mean, this dude goes on to have the biggest bank. His name is in the history books. I mean, and, and when you go through the Rockefeller school system, you learn that people like this are are a good character. Brandon, what do you think of JP Morgan as far as like a um like a positive role model for, for college kids. You know, I think that people <laughs> should just put him up on their ceilings so that they can see him last thing before they go to sleep. No, no, no. it's the gotcha. same, it's the same kind of boat that I'm in with, uh, with Bill Gates. Go ahead and laugh now, Lala, now that I've mentioned Bill Gates, name, but yeah. <laughs> just that it's not that I think he's a good person. Obviously this is the bougie of the bougiest. They, by the way, happen to know a whole bunch more of each other. And this is how these networks of globalist support occur i think we should push back that uh, push back against those networks in several ways but um the 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 as a skeptic to the conspiracy theories the question just comes down to okay make a specific claim about what you think he did and then let's see if you have the 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 evidence for it um that you know if if these elites are as good as you guys think that they are if they are being as evil as you think that they can be, they're going to find a way to hide the evidence. I understand that. Like, I understand that. It's just a matter of, okay, well, then then if, if you don't have the evidence to, say, to claim that, uh, uh, that, that whatever person did this or this or that, I be, best, not going, best not to go around and claim that, that, that he had, had done this. I am a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bernie bro still at heart, man. Like, be, break up the big banks. I don't, I don't claim enough. I don't claim to know enough about financial systems um, uh, to, to know how our world would be different without a centralized bank. I think there's some humility that needs to be taken upon oneself when they say that they do know that a world without a centralized bank would be better. Um, especially when I know Ryan, you normally apply things like common sense to this. That it seems just commonsensical that a centralized bank would be worse for the world. I just think that finances, they get anti-intuitive, they get counterintuitive and they go against uh, common sense a lot. So to be honest, I don't know what JD, like, yeah. I don't know what, what the, the worst thing that Morgan was up to. 
I don't I don't know. I that. mean, if you if but you look I, I, into what a central bank does and how much harm it does for a currency, it's pretty obvious just when you look at it. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty well, easy. I'm I would, not sure how familiar but, you are but, with it, Lala. But I would I would say though that you could look at the way that the world has grown. I'm not down with the way that the world has grown sure. because it's been too aggressive. As you know, you guys know that I think that as a liberal and blame the Fed but, for that. But but it's been really really good for them. It also has pulled a shit ton of people in China and in India out of poverty. I don't know if that's worth it. I don't know if the kind of pulling up or the direction that they've been pulled towards once they've gotten out of poverty is oh, any no. is is any I think that it's better, but I don't know if it's better in the right kinds of ways. I don't know if it's better that they have access to washing machines, no, things so like this. So the Fed isn't pulling, the centralized bank's not pulling India and China out of poverty. It's our tax dollars that are doing that with these stimulus programs that we send billions and billions of dollars overseas when you and I, I mean, I still haven't gotten my fucking second stimulus check. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a serious problem and I'm not making enough money to, to be able to say like, Hey, you know, I don't need well, it. Um, Ryan, Ryan, though, there's if, serious problems. If you've, if you've done your taxes though, you know, you probably would have gotten the, the tax credit for I it if you taxes. haven't gotten those. So. I do my taxes. I got my taxes all, well, all they, lined out. Well, but. yeah, they, they ask you, they ask you though, have you received this check? Have you received this check? And you can say, no, I haven't received this check. And they'll give you that, that tax credit. I'm not saying it absolves the government of all bad doings and that Morgan sure. is a great person. I'm not saying that. I'm just, just, just explaining, uh, because Lala so eloquently asked me, uh, what my thoughts on it were. That's, that's my perspective. I, I, but I understand that you guys are so ardently against the idea that it could just be malpractice. How about this, though? It could be some malpractice, right? Like even in the best laid plans, things go wrong. There's this idea that there was a, a fire that increased the damage that the boat took as it hit. It was the day of the launch. The, yeah. the day that they shipped out, there was a coal fire. But what, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it, Lala, about what he was saying? Um. I personally do not think it was just malpractice. Um, I I don't think that they give a fuck about our human lives. Period. So um, they, I I think it goes back to what I originally said. It's the two birds, one stone. Now, yeah. an element of malpractice may be a thing, but it's like if you go to someone's house um, and you don't like you have planned to shoot them but you don't plan to kill them and then they end up dying while you're committing a crime like does it matter no because well, yeah exactly i mean what about like like with the jfk um autopsy they put someone in charge of the autopsy that had never done an autopsy before i mean like that's a fact too and this guy lost jfk's brain you know what i mean so it's kind of like putting incompetent people in charge of something so monumental like the biggest fucking ship in the world ever you know what i mean like you could have put some probably put some better people in charge if that if 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 we are going to give brandon's theory some credence here why put these inept people in charge you know I, what i mean like I, well i be i think i think the glory and the 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 uh the glory and I, I guess the magnificence, the complexity of huge human undertakings that we've had throughout the history that have then fallen, like the, the World Trade Center, things like this. Like the moon landing. Like the moon landing, all these kinds of things. <laughs> they look so much more glorious, so much um, less fascinating and more 
like, holy shit, how much work do we have to put into this machine to get it to just go to the, uh, the, the, the moon or just to get this boat across the Atlantic? And so when you're in that, like, you don't have smart people. I hate to tell you guys, you don't have smart people driving the U.S.'s uh, nuclear submarines um, you, you just don't have like the best of the best. Like a lot of the times we're pulling from the dregs of society. The people who are the least among us are, are the most yeah, that's not uh, news. I don't think to anyone, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I'm saying that is how, if you're asking yourself, like, why would the U S government put incompetent people in charge of nuclear submarines, this hugely costly, uh, submarine, uh, this hugely costly technology, if you're saying it's obvious that they put the, the the poorest of the poor, the least, you know, the least liked, the least likely to get ahead. That's why they like move from small cities to join the military. Why'd you point to yourself right there? Because because I was one of them, <laughs> dude. I grew up in a in a mining town. If I hadn't joined the military, I wouldn't have had I don't I won't I wouldn't have had any any future in really any kind of any any kind of anything except for except for mining dude i'm a perfect mk ultra candidate and you know this ryan but i'm yeah. saying so you can acknowledge here that in this industry <laughs> oh, let's face right? you, you <laughs> might be and not i know even know. i know no. i know well, a lot of people i know lala like, we, we, we i've got i've got to kill a mockingbird uh right over here or i'm sorry not to kill a mockingbird uh fucking catcher in the rye right over here I which you know you has been in a whole bunch of uh of uh, was it assassination uh assassinators really just like one bookshelves. i think or maybe two hinkley and then uh lee harvey oswald but no i do want to hear i wanted to hear more from lala about like what you just think about um it, obviously you said that your idea is that it was like killing two birds with one stone with this whole thing um but i mean i'm just i'm kind of curious and we may have touched on it a little bit but like just why are you so interested in these false flag type events because i think once you figure out like one or two of them, they become so obvious. And if you zoom out, because so many people are zoomed in, like, I mean, mm -hmm. Sandy Hook is one of the most quintessential uh, in the way that horrible to question, horrible. What a horrible person you are to question. Kids, Kids died. died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I do right. not believe children died. Like, yeah. I do not believe children died. And so, and, and, you know, I think we touched on this and well, just to go back, cause you were talking about the autopsy of JFK and one of the most curious things about that, his name was Dr. Michael Baden. And he was also an expert in Jeffrey Epstein, George Floyd. First of all, he's a celebrity pathologist. Why is he at George Floyd's autopsy? That, that right there. I mean, I could, because I, I, I talk about that all the time. But George Floyd's the second coming of Christ as per oh, the God. court order. To be That's honest, they, I, I've yeah. talked about this so much. And it's like, I don't even want to give this topic my energy because it's just so ridiculous. Good. But what I was going to say also when I was just looking him up because um, I wanted to verify, he also did Kobe Bryant's. So Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. Similarly, to Mike DeGroy, which is the, the guy I was telling you about. He was a world-renowned filmmaker. Um, he was a Marine filmmaker, so he would go under. Oh, keep going. <laughs> oh, sorry. And um, <laughs> yeah, he was a world-renowned filmmaker and he, he had 
a discovery at the bottom of the lake, which is known to be, I was looking it up, they're called brine lakes. So they have really high salinity and he described it as coming to a lake um, underwater at the bottom of the ocean and that the submarine wouldn't penetrate it. It just bounced off of it. And then shortly after he went on with that discovery, he died in a helicopter accident. So interesting. Yeah. I want to get into that whole idea a little bit more towards the end here. Cause that's that thing. When you show me that video, mm-hmm. I know that it was all just kind of like uh, you know, reenactment, but the idea of it, I kind of compare that whole thing to the idea of um, that, that uh, Admiral bird flying into the hollow earth. You know what I mean? It's just this epic discovery that really hasn't right. been touched on. You know what I mean? And well, there was a lot of other facets of it. I mean, do you guys know Crow 777? Um, do you yeah. know his work at all? I okay. Do not. So I just did an episode with him. He did a discovery of lunar waves, and we talked about his idea of beyond the firmament. If you believe, I mean, either way, regardless if you believe the the shape of the earth but outside of that that space is actually liquid and if you um push it beyond that so like let's pretend that the world is flat i know you called it a globe multiple times um (laughs) no oh brandon and so i I actually am not a flat earther i believe that they both are true and i believe that it's a black hole planet which is a whole nother topic Yeah. yeah and i'm doing an episode with this guy next week. So I will send it to you guys so you can, um, cause it's hard to process. It's a really hard idea to process, but either way, I do believe that it is possible that especially after reading and hearing about, okay. So there's this man named Daniel Duvall. He runs a ministry for Illuminati defect defectors and SRA survivors of satanic ritual abuse. And um, well, okay. So this guy, he takes these people, you know, who are MK ultra who have escaped the Illuminati, who have survived, you know, the worst of the worst of the worst possible thing you can imagine. He helps them, um, with their memories, putting back their brains together. Cause that's essentially what they do. They break your brain. So where you can't Split remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, but some of the people that he worked with, they, would talk about being within the deepest realms of the occult. So they've mastered out-of-body projection, um, transmutation, so literally changing their physical form. And one lady in particular, she talked about some of the shit at the bottom of the ocean that she saw. And one of them was Nephilim cities. Um, She talked about cryptid chimeras, which is essentially a creature that doesn't you know, a mythical creature, Um, but it has like a lion, dragon, and a goat head. And these are her memories. So regardless if it's legit or not, this is what she um, was telling uh, the guy, Daniel Duvall. What's Uh, that creature called again? It's called a chimera. A chimera. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, look it up. It's it's a it's like a creature with three heads, three different animals. I think listeners might know it as the chimera. Not to be. Oh, sorry. It's the first, it's the first I've heard of it. So um, well, hey, don't feel bad. I pronounced uh, Johann Sebastian Bach as Joanne Sebastian Bach on accident. You know, the <laughs> Bach, classical yeah. composer. I'm not very good at pronouncing things. Me neither. That's like calling it like a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, no, yeah, yeah, I'm checking this out here. 
Yeah, the, the, and the, so, the chimera is in Revelation, right, Lala? I don't, I, like you said, you're very familiar with the Bible. I am not. I Greek mythology, too. Yeah, I'm going right. to call it the chimera. I like that more. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um, so, yeah, that, that was part of what she said. And I found that really interesting. So it just had me piecing all of this together. Like what, yeah, they, they call it, the scientists, you know, they call it a brine lake. Um, easy explanation. There's a lot of salinity down there and you can't get through. But what if that is literally like a path below whatever is beneath this dimension? These are just my thoughts. That I the hollow earth and that ties into hollow earth. And I know that you don't think that it's a, a, a globe or flat, but do you give any credence to the hollow earth theory? Well, absolutely. I give credence to all theories. I, I sure, think yeah, that yeah. they're all possible. And the black hole planet theory actually states that because the earth is a globe and because the earth is flat and because um the physicist that i'm talking to in regards to this he believes he can prove both of these things so if both of these are true it means that it must be a black hole planet which honestly also feeds into the fact that i don't know if you've ever heard or like we are holograms like we're living in a holographic world and that's a very literal thing so if we're living in a black hole planet it would even make sense that we're holograms what do you in my opinion. think about the idea that now space travel is becoming it's going to become commercialized like jeff bezos is doing this new shepherd which is a, a ship it's like 200 to 250,000 to get a ticket ship holds like nine people at a time and you can travel to the lowest levels of what they call outer space um, because we've always said like, well, we, we don't have the ability to know if, if the earth's actually a globe or if it's flat. I find it kind of fascinating that we're on the precipice of actually being able to see it. You know what I mean? Like not, not to say that like what you're saying, the idea where um, outer space is liquid. I actually kind of fall into that category too, to where it's like, uh, that's why it, it, it's not necessarily a vacuum, it's liquid. And uh, David Weiss, who we've had on the show, he believes the same kind of thing. Um, it's a very common idea among flat earthers. Um, but I, I just find it interesting that we're actually able now to send people into space. If you only got a quarter million to throw up, it's not that much cash. But I mean, you, you just, you know, you're able to get up there and see, you know what I mean? So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. And even when it does, sure. I'll be like, those are fucking actors. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm saying like, what if you were able to go up there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think that's like a psyop that it's never going to actually happen. And it's to further push the lie. Well, you know how long that fucking waiting list is going to be. Even if you had, like, if my Dogecoin and my XRP <laughs> make me a multimillionaire and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll go check it out and I'll I'll film it for all the, the listeners to the shows. I mean, the wait list, I'm probably never going to get on that thing. You know what I mean? None of us right. here are going to get on that new shepherd uh, with Jeff Bezos. So you saw the CIA document too that goes into like, that we're living in a holographic world. Have you seen those documents? I haven't. Do you know what that is? What what it's called? Um, I had a hard time finding them again, but I do have it on a Telegram channel. Dope. Um, but yeah, this happened a while ago, but it got big on TikTok like last year. Oh, you yeah, know just, it's true on TikTok. 
Hell well, yeah. th- no, you can download all the documents. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. No, yeah, I know. I don't have a TikTok, but I'm just saying it picked up a lot of. It was you all don't over do the those, place. You don't do those pointing videos where they're pointing at different <laughs> no. things popping up. No, like you, you see my Instagram. It's all memes. I don't even yeah. want. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a military um, document. They literally went into how we're in a holographic reality and how they go into like the kundalini they go into our consciousness they talk about um frequency following response it's like 20 pages or the role of resonance so mm. i don't know if you've ever looked up cymatics but if you put like some table salt on a cymatic machine that emits a certain frequency oh yeah they yeah. Come, yeah and it's just it just plays into it all is connected like with the us being energetic beings and like now that i have this theory of the black hole planet it also fits into that and the fact that the cia and the the military has done an extensive research and hidden it from us is can, can i interest can i ask about that reasoning lala just a little bit a little bit more I think I've treaded over this ground before. I, I, I'm just always interested with the different answers that come out of it. To, to that idea that you believe it when you see it, we've acknowledged that none of us are realistically going to go into space today. In in or, uh, I sorry, might. in our lives, excuse me. Uh, can you astral project? Yeah. Can, yeah. So mm-hmm. so we are are we? Is the average person walking around? <clears throat> being adult for uh, a adult excuse me for not thinking the same way about space about not thinking listen i need to see it i'm not going to ever get to see it or to ever get a chance to see it uh and, but my life is lived best based off of things that i can see with my own two eyes uh, is 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 that really what the thought is like is that are, are, are people, how much are people sheep if they think that it's just a, a globe, you know, be, be based on your thinking? I mean, people process this, process this question in a very different way. They're relying on people who uh, work at NASA, who, who claim to have gone to space, things like this. Um, what's wrong? What's, what shortcoming is there in that reasoning? What's better? What's made better by saying, I need to see with my own two eyes? There's nothing wrong with that reasoning. Um, but just to go further into it. So, you know, there's people who believe the earth is a globe. There's people who believe the earth is flat, the flat earthers, for some reason, you know, to the globe people, they're crazy. Right. But the flat earthers are like, so set, like once you go flat earth, you never go back. I'm not married to either. And I've always had this like inclination that it could potentially be both. Like what if the world is flat too, and it's on a bigger sphere, for example, But Mm. when I brought up this topic of potentially having a black hole planet to flat earthers, I was met with severe cognitive dissonance. And I find that very curious because any topic, any topic, the people always want to be right. They want to be right. So like you have figured out. And for me, I don't have shit figured out. I'm never going to pretend I do. And that's why I'm going to continue learning. I don't, I don't know if the earth is a black hole planet, but I was very not surprised, just like, wow, this cognitive dissonance in the truth or community, you can come up with literally anything, but this is the first one that I was like, 
Okay. I have to look into this now more. So, and it sounds crazy too, when you say black hole planet, cause y- you think like that's impossible, you know what I mean? But again, I, this is like really, you're, you're the first one that's really told me about it. So it is something that's interesting to me, but, um, with the cognitive dissonance and like just the, pro- like the programming, not so much predictive, but just the programming, right. You learn that the earth is a globe before you can really talk. You know what I mean? Like you see the globes, uh, the, the little spinning things. And again, I'm not a flat earther. Uh, you know, I told David Weiss, I, I you know, I, I don't really, you know, subject myself to either of the beliefs. Um, it does kind of seem like we're just in some sort of weird realm, but uh, at the same time, it could be we could be on an earth. And I, I was just talking with my friends today. It's like, what if the conspiracy theorists are just wrong about everything? What if we're crazy and we are fucking <laughs> just like the, the earth's round? Everything that Bill Gates is doing is 100 percent wholesome. Oh, the, hell no. The central I, that's bank. I it does it. It does well, it. That's what I'm saying. It does that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, hold on. Hold, it, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, the central bank is good. Uh, Donald Trump was the worst thing that ever happened to this country. If Hillary Clinton would have only won, uh, you know, the world would be so kids. Yeah. And COVID-19 is killing millions and millions of people. That's my thing. That's that's like sometimes I think that you have to kind of subject yourself to that thought just so that you don't go too far down this hole to where like nothing that the government is saying is real and all that kind of shit. I I try to stay somewhere in the middle, but then when I try to subject myself to that line of thought where Bill Gates is a good guy and all that kind of shit, I do the research again and I find the same information and I just can't, I can't get behind that thought. I agree with you. But then I also think, so I do that every day. I question every day that am I just crazy because it feels like it especially like this world is upside down but on the other side they feel the same exact way about us but I also think about like the algorithms of what we see so what we're even with the severe censorship what we are allowed to see through our feed is just that we're allowed to see it so how much research can we possibly like how much research is this, is it placed there specifically on purpose as a division or a divisive technique? And then like, have you ever heard of like the Baron Trump time traveler? Book yeah. theory? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I was thinking theory. about that cause I loved that theory too. And then I was like, what if they just made this book and put it out there and said it was published back then just to push this time traveler theory for the conspiracy theory people. And it literally was just published like two years ago. So well, I think about Records all of this of stuff there's, i mean yeah but it's like anything can be manufactured like sure, sure, anything sure. so i i always am thinking about this and that's why like people want to stand by science people want to stand by facts people want to st- stand by their research and it's like of course yes but the other side of that is your intuition what is innate in you what like what your higher self is telling you i know this is a hard concept to grasp atheist <laughs> oh, no 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 it's Shots. it's actually <laughs> I'm, just, below the I'm totally kidding yeah no, but it, yeah it, yeah it, it actually is it actually is not too <laughs> long of a stretch i mean i am i am critical of the, the elites at the top in the same ways and people in my camp very very regularly write you alternative thinkers off it, it really really is is a disservice 
to the entire world, especially as the world is getting more globalized. Sorry to tell you the globalists are winning. But as that is happening, we need people who are fervent about their uh, fear, maybe a little bit of psychoticism because that 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 sometimes ends up to be true. But if you're being a little bit neurotic or psychotic about those people at top every now and then they're going to end up doing exactly what you predict because you're just predicting them to be, do so much, so many terrible things every, every day. Look, it, it is not a stretch to me that to say that Morgan's companies killed 1500 people. They do that by their own. I mean, you can, you just the amount of farmland that this guy has, you know, people, people's arms get sucked into these farming machines. People just die regularly because of, again, malpractice, bad government standards. Maybe that, that has something to do with it. But also just because you have a bunch of people working next to farming equipment, it happens. But the kind of distilled, the kind of distilled <laughs> uh, cynicism that you guys have towards towards those, those big league companies and industries is I think like we there's a place for it and people who are on my side who who tell you guys to to fuck off on, and call you guys just dumbasses they they do a huge disservice to themselves so um, no against against that and uh, and keep the <laughs> keep the questions coming however however Lala when you say the opposite of research and evidence do you think that in your in your mind do you think that research and evidence are necessarily the opposite of intuition. I mean, I, my, no, no, I, yeah, no, that's not what I meant. If I, what I meant by that is that while it is important to, you know, science and research and facts, it's like COVID is the perfect example of why science is like a flaw, because if you look at, at all at the PCR tests and what they can manipulate to give you the numbers that they want, and then we have these people who is essentially like science is their religion when it is something that to me means literally nothing. If you understand how it works, um, I think that that's one part of it. And without the intuition, which I think a lot of the um, liberals are lacking specifically in the COVID topic, um, it's it's they're just like completely letting everything to the to the experts to the scientific experts like dr fauci is a god to these people like and i'm and i'm saying this quite literally they have they're making all of these weird tiktoks like videos praising a pharmaceutical drug to 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 your (laughs) earlier point though he is also the devil to your to your conspiracy theorists too so there is that there is that i think he's a complete hypocritical idiot i don't i don't give him that much credit as the devil if anything yeah no we're talking about dr fauci i just think he's a hypocritical idiot okay but you guys are in arizona right yes yes ma'am okay so as a liberal um are you a liberal too you're not right me ryan ryan is red no ryan is red as it gets okay (laughs) so i'm like this well hey you know what i want to be identified as they or them just so that you know (laughs) No, <laughs> no, no, no. We're 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 in a we're in a, a liberal enclave, a college town. But yes, we're we're in a red a red state that's very okay. very slowly going blue. But well, I love this. So we're not in an echo chamber right now. We got the liberal. We yeah. have the conservative. I'm like apolitical, really. Um, but this is perfect. I love this. Um, so, what is your opinion on the 
election fraud and Maricopa County. Um, I, I, I just, I just want to read this first. There was something right before our call that Maricopa County was forced to admit to auditors that they do not have the admin password for the voting machines and they did not have it on election night either. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, before I get into that, I do want to uh, let Brandon know you're not really a globalist, Brandon. I know you think you are. I, <laughs> I don't think that you really are. Um, the same The same group of people that love communism were so scared that Donald Trump was a Russian asset. I don't get that logic because Russia is pretty fucking communist. Um, so that's very interesting to be scared of an orange You're- man that is a communist asset but you also hate him. Yeah, wouldn't you, you like someone that's a Russian asset? You're, you're, uh, maybe not because, oh, you know what? I forgot the Russians are white. White people are the worst. Dude. If they were ar- Chinese communists, that'd be perfect. Your, um, argument but, start, your argument starts with, I don't understand something. That does a whole bunch for your argument, man. It's called a, the argument from ignorance. <laughs> no, I get it. Just there's there's such a lack of common sense there. But my, my so as far as the, uh, as far as the, the the audit goes here there's a lot of weird shit going on there was this carnival i posted about it on our instagram there was a carnival that was an impromptu thing um you know this crazy times carnival it's called that pops up i feel like it was a distraction i was so convinced that there was going to be some type of false flag um i even saw on craigslist maricopa county that there was a a, a independent firm hiring uh, actors of course they didn't call them crisis actors but they said you'll get 125 bucks and uh 25 for every time you complete a task that's more than the average leftist makes in a year really you know because they live with their parents most of the time <laughs> most of the time um but i mean there's something up there's something up there's a very interesting theory that the entire uh recount is theater and i tend to believe that because our uh, governor doug ducey his real name is doug roscoe and for the record i'm not suicidal i'm very happy with my life uh, but his the doug ducey's real name is doug roscoe his father was very uh, uh tied in with the mob much like uh hillary clinton's dad was um but the idea is that it's going to take about 40 days from start to finish for this uh recount and they're going to come up with nothing. Nothing's going to change. And they're going to replace Doug Ducey in, uh, you know, during his next election with a cartel asset. And I forget the name. His name slipped in my mind. But it's going to be a, a very far left cartel asset, Sinaloa cartel paid individual. That's going to be the governor. Um, and I think he's a white guy. So it, it's not too obvious that he's involved with, uh, with the Mexican cartels. But... Um, the fact that the democratic party couldn't come up with a million dollars to push the uh, audit back. There's something fishy there alone because Hillary Clinton or George Soros or Bill Clinton or anyone else shits a million dollars. You know what I mean? So that, that is, it's all theater to me. Um, I'm not too excited about it, but then again, you have people like Lynn Wood coming out and saying, that this is the beginning of the downfall of Biden. Mike Lindell, as crazy as he is, he's been right about some things. He's saying that uh, Trump's going to be in in August. I don't, I don't lend much credence to the whole thing. 
Uh, I do think that the dark side is winning right now. And when I say the dark side, it's not the average person like Brandon that's a, that identifies as a globalist because um, they're a globalist, like, you know, a self-identified globalist like Brandon's not going to get anything out of the globalists winning. You know, uh, they're going to take care of their own and their own aren't we the people. Joe Biden said it himself. We the people is the government, man. Come on, man. They're the government, man. You know what I mean? When he says that the we the people need the guns, it's not you. It's not you people. It's the government. So, I mean, like, they don't give a shit about the common people. Um, a party that wants people to be successful and wealthy and rich, that's the conservative party. And the the liberal party, the le- the Democrat party, relies on people to be poor and downtrodden because these are the people that will vote for them. This is why they don't want ID. This is why they want immigrants pouring in. They want people that have no hope, more and more of them, because those are the people that are going to vote Democrat. Look at welfare checks. You know, Um, the people that get welfare, they spend that money so quickly And um, I, I, you know, Brandon and I were talking about I'm ranting here, but Brandon and I were talking about uh, how they're taking nicotine out of cigarettes. And and a lot of people see that as a positive thing. Who's going to benefit from the lower nicotine in cigarettes? It's not the people. It's not healthier. All that people are going to do is they're going to buy two packs of cigarettes versus one nicotine addicts still need their nicotine. You know what I mean? So help, it's not gonna it's not gonna change a thing there. What were you gonna say, Brandon? Help me understand that, Ryan. The, my, I think we the thing we were talking about was the fact that they're getting rid menthols of menthol cigarettes. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> just, I just wanted to make sure. No, I didn't hear anything about. The, well, hey, that's not too good for black people. You know what I mean? A lot of black people like smoking menthols. So I mean, for, that's the whole point. Where for their, you know, for, their not... for their health, it is. It, it sure as shit is. I mean, that's that's yeah. that, that's uh, cigarettes are a weird weird thing because first off, I'm super. Uh, 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 I mean, aware of and on the side of public health. I think you guys even call it the what health care scam of some sort. Anyways, um, what's it? What's it? What's it called, Ryan? There's a term for it where it's like health. What's that? Health care, uh, health scare or something like that. Anyway, I'm not sure what you're talking about here. No, yeah, no. I mean, like, if you're talking about Obamacare, the free health care plan that you have to pay for, yeah, it's very, uh, very much a scam. Right. And then, well, the idea is that they will, that the leftists, the globalists will invent reasons for the world's population to be more fearful so that they will accept government overreach into their daily lives. I'll stay clear of, 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 of ideology, I think, in, in my explanation, which is just about those voting machines. Every character, every actor had in, in that entire four month long um, uh, episode that we had uh, at the end of last year into early this year, every actor in that had every incentive to just do their jobs. Um, things like the uh, the court tr- the 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 court hearings on specific claims of voter fraud were put on zoom and then put out for everyone to see. And when even people, the most ardent supporters of president Trump um, were on there like Rudy Giuliani, and they were asked, Hey, uh, in the court by the judge, are you actually bringing to this court claims of fraud? Even Rudy Giuliani said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that. The reason they don't do that is because they, they will be, they will be held liable. The, The mechanisms by which they will be held liable I can completely understand that you guys think that they are 
uh, tainted, uh, laced with the deep state to a certain extent. I, I, I agree with you. Um, no. it's, it's just that you, every, every actor had their, 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 their incentive to do their job. And in all no. of these 60 court cases, none of them panned out and predictions were made based off of this level of thinking, right? Predictions were made like, sure. Hey, the six, something's going to happen. Uh, inauguration day, something's going to happen. And time after time they fall and they fall and they fall. It's like the great disappointment as Ryan and I discussed in one of our early episodes yeah. here. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't have to just because you support a candidate doesn't mean you have to agree with every single thing that they're doing. That's Absolutely the problem not. With Absolutely the not. Yep, yep. I agree with agree with you there. That's a. I I would I would argue that's a completely separate issue. I'm down for the criticism of Biden. I am especially going to be looking for it. Uh, but um, be, because I'm on his side, like I think you need to clean your own house before you tell other people how to how to make their own. Um, so I, I hope to be a, a bit of a, of a critic it's America of first, myself, baby. but, but the, the idea, the mechanism of voting, um, I think there's my, my explanation kind of just speaks, I think speaks my, what my thoughts were on it. So sure. What are your thoughts, Lala? What do you think is going on with the election? Um, I, well, I definitely think there was election fraud. Um, will it be proven? I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you know, unfolding of what's happening in Maricopa. And I'm like hoping for the best, expecting the worst type thing. I just think, well, well, you brought up Lynn Wood and as much as I love Lynn Wood, he gets everyone fired up with the shit he says, you know, he feeds into all, all of the theories that we believe to be true. And, but then there's been this thing that keeps coming up and I knew that he was John Bonet's family's lawyer but when I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about that and mentioned that it kept coming to me it's like that's kind of weird because the whole premise is that like the John Bonet case was potentially fake and like the dad um was one of the inventors of CGI and maybe they were like seeing like would people buy into this if we created this entire case of like a CGI person that did not exist And so if you were to go into that, like, follow me for a second, then you take Lynn Wood, who's like the closest to the family who potentially would know that it was CGI and like hid that. Is he even a white hat at that point? Because wouldn't he be this character that he's playing with like pushing, putting the gas on the fire, if you will, on the conservative side. And um, because if you like, Another thing they talked about is like, this person does not exist. So like, mm-hmm. if you go to this person does not exist.com, it's just all these AI pictures. Um, and then, I mean, the whole entire thing, like you said, is theater to me. That includes partly this audits that are going on, giving the right hope that something's going to happen, um, which you have already seen that the court is corrupt. Um, the legislature is corrupt. Um, to me, it's like, what the fuck are we waiting for? Obviously when people tried to stand up at January 6th, it got called an insurrection, which is a joke. Um, especially when you find out how the the people that were really leading the charge were paid by CNN. Exactly. And then it's proven. It's like, it is proven. So, um, what are your thoughts on like Biden 
being an actor, being CGI, being a double. I mean, I just saw a video today. I posted on my story with his, when he was getting his vaccine and he had black hair on his arm. And then if you look at him anywhere else, and in that specific picture, his head looks CGI onto the body. And then if you look anywhere else, he has blonde hair on his arms. Yeah, there's a very interesting video too, where uh, his, it looks like he's wearing a mask almost, where his neck almost looks like tan, too dark, too dark or tan. Um, With the CGI, there's the idea that that the Biden administration is in this Tyler Perry White House that, you know, and that seems very far-fetched, but then you, you start seeing some, some Google maps of it. Um, And then you see the idea of, um, you know, the, the window outside the White House, there's cars going by, even though that should be like the Rose Garden or whatever. But um, again, how easy is it to superimpose that type of footage or that type of scenery outside of a window in a still photo? Um, I think that all of this shit is to get people to argue, just like this, uh, you know, Biden's State of the Union address that they didn't call the State of the Union. They called it something else. And this is literally to get people to, you know, it's going to get conservatives to say, hey, uh, Biden still hasn't given a state of the union. You're supposed to do that uh, within two months of uh, of the president's administration, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then Democrats will say, well, no, he did do a state of the union. And it's to, to pit people against each other. They're trying to pit white against black, um, left against right, rich against poor, but not the people versus the government. They'll do anything that they can fucking do to keep it are we allowed to cuss on your show absolutely <laughs> okay I, i've done it too many times and <laughs> i've heard other, i've heard other people cuss on your show too but i just yeah. didn't want to uh you know be be dropping too many but no so the the point is that they're trying so hard to start a civil war to avoid a revolutionary war type situation but i don't see it um i really don't see it changing unless someone comes like a Donald Trump type figure. I'm not saying that Donald Trump is like Jesus reincarnated, like a lot of the QAnon people think. Um, But what he represented in the beginning or what he pretended to represent was definitely something that I was definitely behind. You know what I mean? Um, Without knowing where you fall politically. And when you say that you're apolitical, I can tell that you would prefer Trump over Biden. Um, absolutely (laughs) yeah and then when it comes to uh trump and a bernie sanders i would guess that you would prefer trump over bernie sanders as well absolutely okay so i mean i'm not that far off base with you then so like that's the point is that if trump is this right-wing neo-nazi fascist fuck he's not i know i know (laughs) but like if if someone i'll say he's not too yeah okay (laughs) okay oh there he is he's back he's back quit talking shit but no, um, that, the, the whole thing here was what, that we were saying was that if if so many apolitical people do like Trump, um, you know, we talked with uh, with Dirty, uh, Dirty Martini. And then uh, what the fuck is her friend's name? The girl with uh, the blonde hair. Fuck, dude, I feel so bad. I don't remember her name. Cheney. Um, there's there's a few people that they look like they would be hardcore Bernie Sanders supporters, you know. Um, I, I, I'm not going to assume that these girls are, are lesbian or anything. And if they are, Hey, that's their fucking business. You, you can, but you they, can, right? They, what's that? I said, you can go ahead and assume that it's, it's a safe assumption. I think. 
Well, it is. I mean, I'm, but I'm saying like, I never asked them. I can't confirm or deny that they are or not, but they, they very much look like those punk rock lesbian type chicks and that's fine. But again, <laughs> they seem like they would support a hyper leftist candidate like Bernie Sanders. And they said that they did in the beginning, but then they started realizing, okay, this dude is pushing socialism, but he's a multimillionaire owns three homes. He just bought a new home. You got Obama buying beachfront property while promoting global warming and rising ocean levels. There's a big hypocrisy there. And then you have Donald Trump saying, fuck everyone else. Let's take care of the United States first. It's kind of like putting your own uh, oxygen mask on before you, f- you fasten your child's mask. I, I, you know, I don't have a kid, but um, you know, I know that most uh, parents, they care about their child more than they care about themselves. But you have to put your own mask on if a plane's going down, you put your own mask on so that you can make sure that you put your own child's mask on. The person that you care about the most in the world, and that's kind of a very uh, sort of an arbitrary way to look at it. It's a kind of a weird way to look at it, but take care of the United States so that we can actually take care of people, not launder money through these that's billion dollar. What's that? That is all it is. Yeah, it's, it's money laundering, dude. And anyone that doesn't see that is just not paying attention it's clear it's clear that sending billions of dollars to pakistan for gender studies these people hate gay people they hate women they hate everyone that's not them and then you have hardcore liberals that are that identify as marxists but they like going to the winery you know what i mean like what the fuck are we talking about here the hypocrisy is on a level that you just have to be so far up your own ass. Well, it's you almost don't pay like attention to anything. We talk about this idea, you know, of sovereignty, and they put it in your face so they can say, "Well, come on, if, if you didn't realize it, like they're they're like letting you know without letting you know." Because, like you said, like the idea of gender studies in Pakistan, it's like laughable. Everyone, I mean, and even. I was like, is this going to unite us? Because the liberals were pissed at that distribution of funds as well. And it was short-lived. And then the division again. <laughs> so what do you think, Brandon? Do you think it's possible that Biden could be uh, CGI, a double based on, so, you know, yeah, so I'll, what's I'll, been out there? I'll, I'll come at it again. I, I try to put political ideology into this as least as I can and just come at it from a skeptical perspective. That skeptical perspective is a pain in the ass, even for me, because I have to work myself through believing certain things that in my own line of thinking, I'm questioning like, oh, well, shit, well, why do, why do I believe that then if I'm going to go by this standard of, of evidence, so on and so forth? I will say, <clears throat> for specifically for him being a, 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 a holograph of some sort, some fake person, that implies... Some things um, that implies things like Jill uh, not being an accomplice to this. It uh, implies things like uh, Hunter. Oh, Dr. Jill. Hey, Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Uh, uh, Hunter and Bo um, being some sort of plant. And Bo's dead. Just, just, just. Also curious if you look into that. Right. So just simply from that, with the amount of people that rich people know, that we, I, I, I just feel, I just know that with the amount that we know about individual and group psychology, someone, 
someone is going to blow the whistle. Someone is going to want to write a book. Someone is going to want to get rich off of it. And it, to a certain extent, I understand the threat is death. Like against the deep state, the, 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 the threat of coming out and telling someone who works with the fake Joe Biden um, that, that telling the world that uh, he's actually a, a holograph, he's not even a real person, he's a puppet, literally, um, that just implies that those people are going to keep their mouths shut. I understand the idea that these, these deep state actors have such complete control over people that they wouldn't let that happen and wouldn't put them in a place to where a single whistleblower would be able to bring their empire down. I just, I, I, every, every, every conspiracy that you lay on top of the other makes that, makes that idea of reality more and more complex where it has to be the perfect gear gears meshing up. You gotta, you got and I understand they have the funds for this to make this kind of thing happen, but all of those gears have to mesh up perfectly. And they just like that. We just know that we just know that things go, that things go wrong. People blow the whistle. People want to tell their story, things like this. So that's the, the skeptical reason. It's the same uh, uh, reasoning that I applied to Trump being a time traveler, a, a, a <laughs> more than the average 70 year old white person racist or Nazi. You know, like that, that's, that's the same level of, of thinking that I apply to those too. As far as the, uh, the CIA, uh, I don't know if you're implying CIA plants of, of Bo and, and Hunter Lala, um, that you were kind of secondarily asking me about. Um, I'm the, the crazy, the, the, if you, if you, if you think that every coincidence means something, which I understand the thought that goes into that decision-making but if you think that every coincidence isn't just a coincidence that it's made, that makes sense. I just happen to believe that coincidences happen, that, uh, you know, we can, by the six degrees of separation or, or eight in some cases, connect, you know, you, Lala, or you, Ryan, to any person in the world almost. Just just by our ways of, of interacting, some way, some tangential way we can relate to those. And coincidences do happen, and our brains are pattern-seeking machines, and sometimes those patterns aren't there, and there's a reason that we see patterns that aren't there, that we shouldn't actually see because they aren't there. That, 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 that evolutionarily makes sense to me. But again, that comes with my worldview, which is coincidences yeah. happen, evolution is real, and fuck God. So how many people are going to agree with me? I don't know. <laughs> It's weird to say fuck God if you don't believe in God. That's the whole point. But not like I'm saying, like I'm saying are, fuck absolutely. I'm, I'm saying fuck the fuck the coincidences. I, hold on, I'm saying hold on. fuck there, the idea of on. God is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's there's a whole there there absolutely are coincidences. Um, I mean, like there was this one time I was going to a wedding and I bought the weirdest fucking shirt that I found at a Ross. It was like velvet. It was teal. It was the weirdest shit that I'd ever seen. But I thought it was pretty cool, so I bought it. Um, and then at the wedding, the, there was a dude wearing the same fucking shirt, the exact same shirt that I bought at Ross dressed for less. Okay. And, and that, that's a coincidence, but when you start seeing all of the things like how, uh, you know, watch this segue right here, tying it back to the Titanic, how on March 31st on, on a particular year, the construction started. Then three years later, it finished. That's fine. That's, that's pretty, uh, you know, that's a, a something that could be, you know, tied to uh, planning or a coincidence even. 
But uh, J.P. Morgan, the guy funding it, dying the same day, a year later after the, the maiden voyage, that can't be chalked up to a coincidence. That seems to be a ritualistic type of a component there, in my opinion. Now, it, it's just where you want to draw your line to where it's like, I remember when we were younger, Brandon, you would always talk about deja vu. You would think like, I feel like I've done this before, blah, blah, blah. That's not a coincidence. There's something yeah. there when you feel deja vu. Um, I don't know how often you feel deja vu anymore, but you know, uh, there, there's a certain component to life where it's like, is this a coincidence or is there something deeper going on here? And when you start talking about these major world changing and culturally uh, pivoting events, there's so much at stake that you can't chalk it up to coincidence. Um, the, the most you know, current thing is this, uh, this COVID bullshit. Um, there's a lot of weird coincidences going on people getting vaccinated and then dying the next day um, a lot of people will call that a, a coincidence you know like oh it was just his time or her time uh, the number of people that have tested positive after getting their vaccines you can't call those types of things coincidences now I'm not saying that you know I can't confirm that the COVID shot is a population control thing even though there are some very interesting shows like utopia with john cusack um you know coming out and and john cusack is this bill gates type figure where he's like i'm willing to kill myself for the cause you know was that what jp morgan was doing for the the, the federal reserve you know killing himself for the cause the the day you know putting these ritualistic elements into it um i don't know i mean there's there's just so much at stake for these people and they have a serious agenda that they have to uphold and they they solidify their positions like uh george hw bush being one of the most powerful players of all time in the united states he's like a uh, skull and bones god uh supposedly he dug up geronimo's skull and Pancho Villa's skull and they put it like he's the reason that they have those skulls in the tomb at yale university um, and then they put his dumbass kid, George uh, W. Bush, in, as in charge of president for for eight years. You know what I mean? Like this is them just solidifying their bloodlines and and just ensuring that no one fucks with their kids in the future. One one last soft trivia bit because you did do such a great job uh, of of segueing back to the Titanic, Ryan. Uh, you know these this this particular programming, this ritualistic stuff often uh, involves drugs. Uh, I think a lot of people who have dug at all into the Titanic will have heard the 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 little anecdote of the fact that someone apparently on the set of James Cameron's uh, Titanic uh, uh, movie um, had laced intentionally his corn chowder with LSD. Now, apparently Ooh. that LS that LSD didn't even get to James Cameron. It instead gotten got to the rest of the crew. I don't know what day of production that that happened, but on some day uh, of, of filming of the Titanic, apparently, according to, to folk or cinematographer, uh, uh, folk legend, um, the entire crew was high on LSD. Isn't that the best day to be was actually James, going? Huh? huh? 
was James Cameron going to eat a fucking cauldron of corn chowder? I, I mean, know. Like, how did I, know the rest of the I don't. I don't. Again, I don't think that. The, I think that this kind of folk tale comes about just in the same way as a whole bunch of quote alternative facts, quote unquote facts that you guys present in your arguments. But yeah, that like that is well, well, that is a, that is a go, strong let's one. Let's go yeah. to the facts because you said specifically that there would be all these people that would be whistleblowers if if you know these things were to be true. I mean. Bo Biden is dead. He had a curious cancer that was on the up and up and then died like suddenly. That to me, I believe that Bo Biden would have been a whistleblower. Um, There had been stories coming out. Like, I think that he like, you know, he was in the military. He probably had more morals than the rest of the family, which we all know the Bidens do not have fucking morals. He cheated on his wife with Jill she killed herself in the car, supposedly, like she was crying. Who knows if it was intentional or not, but she died. Um, Who's then, this? Who's this? His first wife died in a car accident when he cheated on her with Jill. And then. Interesting. Did you Ashley, know that, Brandon? No, I did not. Ashley Biden, his daughter, revealed a diary of pedophilia type shit mm-hmm. with him. We all know he sniffs children. Um, Hunter Biden went on to have a relationship with Bo's wife right yeah. after he died. A good yeah. person does not do that. And we also know that what's on what's on Hunter's laptop? Where is Hunter? So hey. let's, you know, like there's that, there is all the elements that you said. But my question, regardless of all that, do you think that that's Joe Biden, who's the same one that was VP of Obama? <laughs> because I do not. For sure. Just just to plant my flag, I'll say I'll say yes, uh, yes. And, and 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 leave it at that. I don't know about till the end of the episode, but I'll I'll say yes. I'm glad that I voted for him just to stick it into you guys and screw it around there a little bit. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I know. Isn't that the worst? And his girlfriend has a Joe, uh, a fucking Biden Harris sticker, and she doesn't even know anything about politics. It's the tell worst. Her, tell her Every that time little I, family I, story I just told you. Yeah. No, the, 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 the downfall of our culture is that you don't have to know a whole bunch to have a very, very strong opinion about about things. Uh, as I will uh, contest, contest is, this, is the I case with you, you guys. I just told you he's a but... pedophile, a horrible family man, and you just said you're proud to vote for him. Yeah, well, no, no, I, you have bad. to, you have to, you have to understand, Lala, the difference in our thought processes lead us to different conclusions about what a person does. I, I'm, I'm, I'm part of my project here is to just display how different the world looks through a liberal slash skeptic's eyes. He is, to me, he is as much of a pedophile as Trump was, which I don't think Trump was a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's that is just my my level of thinking. So, well, I would disagree with you on that I know, because yeah. I do think that Trump is a, a pedophile of sorts, right? I, and 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 this might no. you know trip people out. No, I don't. He, uh, him, and and um, his his original wife, or I don't know if it's original, but Ivana, um, they were a very key part of Jeffrey Epstein's empire, and this is just a, a fact. Whitney Webb is a huge, uh, you know. Uh, uh, journalist that is I mean I shouldn't say huge journalist but she's dug deep into Trump Um, I heard about her all uh, from Tim Dillon's podcast great podcast I shouldn't be promoting it because it's fucking huge but hey here we are Um, so but the thing is like you know there was uh, the Clintons were a huge part in Jeffrey Epstein's uh, you know empire and so were the Trumps and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Ivana Trump 
we're best fucking friends. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. Uh, Trump wasn't on the official flight logs, but he was on a separate uh, set of flight logs. My my reason for still supporting Trump, despite his, um, you know, more nefarious dealings, he's absolutely a crime boss. He's a filthy fucking person. I'm not going to say I, I wouldn't want Trump. People always use that that analogy. Would you let him watch your daughter? You know what I mean? There's not many fucking people yeah. <laughs> I would let watch my daughter that I don't have. I don't have a daughter. I don't have a kid. But I'm just but saying period, if I did. Yeah. yeah. There's not, yeah, thank God I don't have a kid. But I mean, like the the whole point is like if uh if I had a kid, there's not many fucking people I would trust around my kid. So when you start looking at the people and the way that they interact, um, one last thing about Rudy Giuliani, since you mentioned that, do you know the one so Rudy Giuliani, he was raided by the FBI at six in the morning. Um it was the the uh, warrant was for all the electronic devices in his house, TVs, computers, hard drives, blah, blah, blah. Do you know the two hard drives that were not removed from Rudy Giuliani's house? Does anyone well, know that? According according to his interview with, I believe, Tucker Carlson, yeah. maybe it was. Yeah, he, he said he literally held these hard drives up and said, his, this is this is the straight copy of, of, of Hunter's. Do you guys want this? Yeah. And they said no, right? That's according yeah. to, to Giuliani, right? Yeah, and that's according to the police reports and stuff too. But the problem is what he said is that he could have been lying. They could have been Vladimir Putin's. They could have been Donald Trump's. They could have been anyone's. But the FBI knew exactly what was what, and they didn't take Hunter Biden's hard drives. So why is that? And by the way, Hunter Biden, very well endowed. He's got like a nine inch cock. I don't know if you've seen it, but I mean, it's, it's, on, it's online. I have um, not. I don't you know, uh, want to see it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's very interesting. It's just kind of fucked up that, uh, that this dude is, uh, and he's teaching a fake news course at uh, some college now too. I don't know if you heard about that, but Hunter Biden, that Trump, is. Trump, Trump University probably is the school he was going to, is teaching at, but. <laughs> well, the thing with like, so the Epstein connection, I know that he was on one of the flight logs from Florida to New York. I did not see any of him actually going to the island, um, you know, and it's it's his ex-wife, Ivana, who was doing the work. I mean, yeah, it was related to Trump, but I, I don't know. It's like you constantly hear these things that he's involved he's a jesuit or he's a freemason and he's very divisive um i just this is like one of the things that i also have to keep questioning but the only evidence that i've seen when i go in and look at it is like really old ass pictures of like him and clinton and him and epstein it's like okay he ran in those same circles um there's interesting tidbits where he like they would not sell him um like a casino yeah like they they like kind of kept him out of the circle is part Mm -hmm. of it but it's like i always go back to is like was it scrubbed was there more pictures of them together that were scrubbed because the information that we think that we're doing and all of this digging i still go back to that like is it just what they're allowing us to see to tell their story to keep this divisiveness i think you hit it right on the head when you said it's all about distracting us we the people from going after the real evil people who are at the top in the government 
Well, and it's not so much about like there's another uh, really interesting thing about uh, Trump, where um, if you want to own an NFL team, all yeah, that's what other, I was thinking of exactly. Yeah, all of the other NFL team owners have to agree that this individual can own an NFL team. Donald Trump wanted to buy the New York Jets, and he had the money. He had every free ability to do it. And no one wanted him involved with the NFL. And then, um, you know, the, the whole rumor is that him and Jeffrey Epstein were friends. Uh, maybe this is why Trump uh, divorced Ivana was because she was into the pedophilia, pedophilia shit and the child trafficking. I, I feel like that's a stretch. But, um, you know, Donald Trump was uh, in, a, in a real estate battle with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, they're New York billionaires. You know what I mean? Like what are every fucking billionaire in the world knows each other in Mark Cuban's words. You know what I mean? All these people at the top know each other. So, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin, I hate to tell you, I mean, Vladimir Putin is better friends with uh, Joe Biden than you're going to be friends with, uh, you know, most people in the world. So, I mean, these people have a bond and that bond is power, you know? Um, so I don't know, uh, was, uh, another segue here for you was, uh, you know, JP Morgan friends with <laughs> Jacob Astor. I don't know, but, uh, you know, he had to kill him for the agenda the, that, that, that does. I mean, you get these profiles of the richest people and that, I mean, the biography, autobiography, excuse me, biographies are where, and documentaries are where I think skepticism should be applied the most because a lot of the times to sell books, um, to paint a picture of a person as a particular thing. I mean, every president for a long time has been has been p- painted as some kind of Machiavellian character. That just to me, that just it's it's so it's such a distillation of the human's characteristic. When you can look at the broader characteristics, like the fact that most of the financiers of Trump or Trump's organizations just thought of him as some kind of celebrity. I mean, you can. I, I know you guys don't believe the the vote tallies, but apparently the 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 country did as well. He's obviously just a, a celebrity and not too much. He doesn't even know what a nuclear triad is. Any of these, any of these, these minute things, these basic things that you got to know in order to uh, rule kind of kind of the world. I don't consider the the government, the American government, as the top, the pinnacle of the world, but. Um, that 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 just goes lo- uh, to my larger point, though. Of there's just malfeasance. There's just mal. Not, not, excuse me. Not uh, yeah. There's just malfeasance instead of malpractice. Trump can be a perfectly good guy, perfectly good guy, and be not as skilled as at running the country as someone who has oh, been in politics for a while. Similar to a- other. Uh, similar to other uh, practices, like I don't want a new ass dentist uh, a dentist working on my mouth. Like I would prefer but to have a dentist Joe that's been there for a while. Running anything? What was that? Do you want Joe Biden running anything? I mean, anything, anything. Would you want Joe Biden really running anything? Well, again, this is this is the idea of the the outsider coming in. I'd prefer to have a pilot who's made a few mistakes in the past to someone who hasn't. <laughs> To someone who hasn't yeah, flew a plane at all, you know, he's a different person than he was in the beginning. The dude doesn't Absolutely. know where the as, fuck as he's anyone at. is, as anyways, as people are, people are different people. 
uh, ten years ago from what they are today. But That's I'm just talking about human, cognitively, yeah. not just not just morally. I'm talking cognitive ability. The dude is gone. Oh sure, there's and there's anyone... there's a cognitive de- uh, uh, degradation for sure. Um, but I don't think that the 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 president is the uh commander is not poseidon he's not the commander of the oceans he's merely the captain of the ship riding this economic uh tying it back to the titanic yeah yeah (laughs) this this boat that is is actually made up of the individual choices of at least in america uh more than 350 million people so that's that's. that's I'd rather have the me. captain of Titanic and get on that boat than get on oh, the shit. captain. With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you know, I mean, this this is how you know that this was a good conversation is that we got just so far off and we started just talking about Joe Biden uh, being <laughs> a captain of a ship. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I think that we're in for some very interesting times. I think for the next few years. We are going to really see uh, which side's right. Not not that it's like, uh, you know, Ryan or Lala's or Brandon's side. It doesn't matter which one of us is more accurate. It matters like is good or, or evil going to prevail. And it's not, you know, not necessarily uh, what, what anyone necessarily thinks is good or evil, but just like is what's right going to going to be on top or, or not. But um, I mean, Lala, I since you know this is a swap cast, do you want to plug your uh, social media and anything else that you're up to these days? Do you have a Patreon? Um, no, I just want to say that to add on to what you said, like this is a spiritual war. I just want Absolutely. people to wake up to the fact that this is about humanity. It's not about left or right, black or white. Just zoom out. You know, it's fun to dig into these conspiracy theories and things like that, but it's not about being right. It's about what is the right thing for our future, for our children's future. So, um, but at the same time, it is still really fun to debate. This has been really fun having all these different views, Um, even a robot slave. Uh, Vax- vaccinated but, robot slave lala I'll, thank you very much yeah. I mean. <laughs> and so, i know that you're not talking about me that's the fun <laughs> part of this so my um instagram is lala beams with a z i just started my youtube but i don't really post on there and no i don't have a patreon i just record about four times a week right now and shit post memes so and when please you plug start? yourself as well uh, my podcast? Yeah. In February. Oh, yeah, you're killing it. I like it. Awesome. Well, you're making you. some big moves. Tell my listeners about you, your podcast, and where to find y'all. So we are Dangerous World. Uh, we're on Instagram, Dangerous World Pod. We do have a Patreon. Uh, we tend to do an hour or so of free content twice a week. And then you can find the extended versions of the episode on uh, Patreon slash Dangerous World Podcast. And uh, we have some merch. We have all kinds of things. Lala, I'll make sure I send you a couple shirts if you, if you shoot me your address. Um, we're, we're actually going to make, excuse me, we're going to make some girl shirts here. Um, this is one. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's a it's a UFOs. I feel I feel like it's right up your alley because you got the outer <laughs> space in your background there. Um, but I mean, you know, we're just out here. We're trying to have fun. Um, and then also showing that, you know, even though Brandon and I have like polar opposite beliefs and how the world should be ran, neither one of us uh, really know what the fuck is going on. 
Um, and then I, I'm sure that you kind of can identify with that too. Like we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants here. And it's just kind of fun <laughs> to, to uh, you know, talk shit. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all fun and games, man. Brandon and I have yelled at each other and um, really said some nasty things to each other. But, but at the end of the day, it's yeah. like, you know, it's all just fun and games. You know, it's just, uh, it's just for the listeners and it's for just, you know, having, having fun, man. We, we love doing the podcast. Yeah, it's 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 all in good fun. Uh, we we regularly scrap it up, Lala. So so your listeners can turn in for a lot of that. We have the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Uh, on the Instagram, we have a Facebook uh, page, Facebook group, and at the email, you can get, uh, reach out to us individually. We you're speaking directly to us when you email us. So please tell us what you think, especially about how much of a robot fuck doll that I am. Uh, so that's dangerous world podcast uh, at gmail.com. Thank you for Lala for for joining us, man. This was awesome. It was. It was yeah, awesome. Lala, thank you're you. Great. You're going to kill the game in the future. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was awesome.